0: What if we took away all the lights? Hand all the music? What if we took away all the people? What if we took away all the social media platforms? What would your foundation be? What would you stand on? Jesus said that the mysteries of the kingdom of God were given for us to know, but they were given to them in parables. Everything that we believe and everything that we stand on is found in the foundation of these parables. Through parables, Jesus taught about love. Through parables, Jesus taught about mercy. Through parables, Jesus taught about forgiveness and the reconciliation of the world. He used parables to fight the religious leadership of his day that is the move of god for this day for this age we are changing religious perspective it is time that we get back to the basics it's time that we get back to the understanding of the kingdom it's time that we go back to the feet of the cross we take these parables and we dissect these and we understand who it is that we're supposed to be in the kingdom so that we can go out and we can bring other people in so that jesus can love them so that jesus can reveal himself to them so that god will be glorified What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another installment in the ND N Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber, and we are here to continue our conversations on the parables. And we're going to have a part two of the candle under a bushel. And before we go too much farther, I'm going to go ahead and let our other hosts say hello. So Brandon, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. And Jason, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Do you guys have anything that you would like to say? You didn't sound like Batman this week. <laughs> 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 he did. He's like, mm,
1: hi, everybody.
0: Like, you sound like Batman. <laughs> and a frog. But was that what happened? Um, so uh, anything you guys want to throw out there or, you know, anything? Nothing off the top of your head? No, no, I've just
2: been really thinking about some situations about, you know, shedding my light, so to speak, or shining.
0: Well, good. We're going to have plenty of conversation about it today. So with that being said, Amber, do you want to give the rundown or you want me to do it? I can do it. If you guys want to reach out to us, you guys can reach out to us at our website with Praise Reports, Prayer Requests at Indeed and in Truth Ministries.org. Just go to the contact tab and you can just send us something. The prayer request has its own tab, um, so they'll come in separately, and uh, we prioritize those over contact or whatever, you know, because those are issues that people have. Uh, you can also get a hold of us at our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we've got a TikTok, which we're still kind of figuring out how we're going to use it, but we are using it. Um, and I don't believe that, I think that's everything so um oh ebooks we got ebooks coming out we've got equipping the kingdom coming out we have um five things to determine for marriage equipping the kingdom's not even finished but
3: <laughs> spiritual sniper is and it's not finished but
0: <laughs> well that one's in editing and then walk your walk you yeah just it's finished. finished yeah it's done it's got a cover on it and everything it's ready to rock and roll we have not put it up yet, but you guys will I be literally able to got get that. one
3: chapter in equipping the kingdom <laughs>
0: well anyway so uh we will uh we'll get that to you uh, after this short broadcast uh, <laughs> <break>. so <laughs> we will we'll will figure that out but um it'll be good we'll get it straightened up Uh, I think that's it. I think that's everything we got to cover as the basis. And before we start driving into our conversation, we talked last week about the candle under the bushel. We got part one of that. We're going to do a part two of that. And we may even do a part three. We'll just see where this conversation ends tonight. Uh, Well, tonight, today for you guys, tonight for us. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Uh, Looking forward to it. We've got a lot We've got a lot left to go, and we got a lot to uncover and a lot to talk about. But before we do that, I want to jump in. We're going to take another look, um, and we might do it every week, but I definitely want to go back and look at our foundational scripture in Matthew 13, 11. It says, And he answered unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not given. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back up to verse 10. Uh, and the disciples came and asked him, why speakest thou to them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it is not given. And he gave, you know, had a huge explanation behind that. Um, but we understand that the mysteries of the kingdom are hidden in the parables of Jesus. Uh, the life of the disciples and the life of the apostles and stuff like that was a demonstration of the parables and the things that he taught to them. And that is what the church is supposed to be today and we are so far away from it it is ridiculous so our hope is is that as we open these things up and talk amongst ourselves and share these things and as you guys engage with us that we can together grow and come together to a better understanding about what Jesus's intentions were for a kingdom of heaven on earth if that makes sense so um yeah that's it so who wants to pop this thing wide open
1: how do you want us to start? Do you want us to talk about our past experiences, or how do you want us to go about it? Um, I guess it, it's not really—we
0: did say—we did not bring up a mention. Um, there's a couple of scriptures I do want to look at again, too, but we did bring up another mention about how we were going to talk about moments we've got a chance to shine our light, moments when we had a chance and we didn't do it. So we are going to be a little bit more vulnerable. But something I'd like to point out, and I noticed this as I was studying this again, not really studying it, but really looking at it. Um, but I didn't realize that in uh, Luke eleven thirty three through 36, there was talking about the light in the body of the eye. And so that was another extension of that parable in Luke. So I feel bad because we didn't really cover that. So since you were the one quoting it and talking about
1: it last week, you want to read that uh, and share that real quick? Yeah, uh, Luke eleven thirty three. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when the light, or when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thy eye is evil, thy body is also full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. Okay, so what do you think he was talking about there? I think he was talking about the difference between what you're showing. Because he, he mentioned there that uh, it can be dark. He says right here in 35, Take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If, it's, if it can be darkness... If he says it can be darkness, then it could be dark. So you got to watch what you're shining out. So you're either going to mirror God or you're going to mirror the evil things of this world.
3: Did you know that darkness actually means chaos? Like if you look up the definition of of darkness, it actually, there is chaos. So if there's chaos inside of you and you're not shining your light, because light is supposed to make things straight. They're supposed to show something that wasn't seen before. So if there's chaos going, you're. I think you're on something there, like if
1: there's chaos going inside of you, then how can light be shining forth from you? Well, the Bible even teaches us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So if he has that chaos in him, then he's not going to be able to ask God for anything and expect right. that it's going to be done.
0: What do you think, Brandon?
2: I think that's a good interpretation. Um... <clears throat> I I think it, but also may possibly lead to salvation as well. Um, You know, in Genesis, it says that God moved among the depth and the darkness. And so I think that's kind of how we are in the beginning stages because we're born into a fallen system. So I think it's Jesus who comes and who brings that light and sheds it abroad. And and it's also very specific about... um, the eye and the body. So, you know, what we bring into our, our bodies and things like that, it has to be of the light, not the darkness, because the Bible also says that we can't serve two masters. We either serve one or the other, no foot in or out. No,
0: yeah, no, I agree with you. And um, I was thinking about that because what does your eyes do? Your eyes are, uh, uh, Ryan Lestrange says it like this, he calls them eye gates. You got eye gates and ear gates. And so whatever you hear gets in the body, whatever you see gets in the body. And then Jesus told us that out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And then the apostles, uh, I think it was Paul who said, um, you know, if you could learn to bridle your tongue, then you would learn how to bridle. You could, you're more than capable of doing the rest of your body because the tongue is a, uh, what? how did he describe it? It was a a, uh, wicked thing. A wicked thing. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Because with God, we bless it and we bless God with it. And then we curse men with it. He said, these things ought not to be. And so uh, we didn't really get a chance to open that up because I I even had that wrote down. I got on the back of this because my thoughts were a little more scattered in my notes. Um, And so I got on the back of this. I was like, oh, yeah, there was another another listing of that in there. also too about you know
3: it. I've said this I want to say I've said this in one of our other podcasts is uh, you know the eyes are also the window to the soul it even talks about that I can't remember where it's at in there I'm gonna have to find it but he uh, got you know Bible talks about how the eyes are the window to the soul and not just that but you know everything that you are looking at through your eyes Jesus is looking straight through them too and so yeah.
0: that'll keep you from like I've said before that'll keep you from sinning well, think about it like this. I believe what were the three major sins of the world? Lust of the eyes, lust of the mm-hmm. flesh. So what is he talking about here? The pride Light of in life. the body, light in the eyes, pride of life. You know, so I think that all those things, you know, and, and like you mentioned it last week, you said, Jason, you said, uh, um, you know, they transcribed what Jesus said, and they had to apply it to the situation they were dealing with in that moment. That was how doctrine was built. Right. You know, that was how... You know, is that mean that everything that they ever, that you know, that they probably, you know, because like we see some things today, I think that um, people say, oh, well, it was because it was in the Bible. We have to do it this very specific way. And so people don't take historical context. They don't take into consideration some of these things. Now, I'm, I'm one of those people who says if it says it this way in the Bible, I'm not doing it any other way. Now, that's just me. I'd rather, me personally, I'm playing it safe than sorry. <laughs> I would rather go to heaven. Or get up there and have having really tried to put my best foot forward than to find out that there was like those little things that I ignored that was like, oh, no, that was not for today. That's not I'm not going to you know, I'm not saying have an attitude like that, because I would much rather get there and find out I overdid it. And I was too overzealous than to find out that I wasn't serious enough
1: about something. And that had been an issue, you know, Um you got something you want to throw on that? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh I want to go over to John for a minute in chapter eight, verse twelve, it says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, if we take that scripture and add it to the fact that he you know, we can be dark or light, you know, if we're if we're mirroring Jesus like like with the word shine means to mirror, then we're we're not going to be uh, subject to that darkness. We're going to be mirroring that true light, that life. Well, here's another point to make, too. He said, if thine eye be single, the whole body
0: is also full of light. What does that mean? He said, narrow is the way, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So I really think what he was trying to point out here was if you focus on, on God, he said, I'm the light of the world. So if you are focused on the light, your path is straight. It's it's narrow. It's single. You're not, your body is going to be full of like you are going to exhibit. And again, we go back, let your deeds so shine before men that they see your good works and they glorify your father, which is in heaven. So I think that's another really good way They in a lot of these parables, they intermingle a lot like that. I found while I've been studying these is that they really intermingle a lot. But then he says, if your eye is evil, the body is also full of darkness. So you know, I mean, we know that Paul came up with a with a very simple statement. He said a little leaven, leavens the entire lump. And, and I don't know if you've ever really looked at leaven, but leaven it is very very you know a little 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 bit is all it takes to get something to rise. You know, so we could take that and and we could bring that into today's world and say, you know, all it takes is for one person to decide they don't like something the pastor said and then they go and start talking to somebody else about it and bam. You've got you've got drama club all over again. You know what I'm saying? So um you got something you want to add on that, Amber? Or?
3: Um, I, well, I f- one I found that scripture, but it also ties into what you're talking about here, especially amplified version. It's uh, Luke eleven thirty-four. Around here,
0: we use King James. It says, as "The, real the Bible.
3: eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, focused on God, your whole body also is full of light." benefiting from God's precepts. But when it is bad, spiritually blind, your body is full of darkness and devoid of what God's word says.
0: True, true. So one thing we could definitely look at and say about this entire thing is that we've got to be focused on God and we've got to be focused on kingdom and we've got to be consumed with the father's business just like Jesus was. Um, He wasn't worried about you know this over here, this over here, this over here. You know we get too distracted way too easily, um, and you know, like we talked last week, we talked about, we talked about, we. You know, I thought that Jesus was addressing kingdom citizens as well as the kingdom. You know, he was trying to show us this is how this functions here. You can't, you can't call down heaven on earth and hide it from people. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to work like that because it's going to manifest itself. God's going to pour out. Everywhere Jesus went, he manifested and poured out his power everywhere that he went. He couldn't walk anywhere because eventually what the Bible tells us, the Bible says that his fame spread abroad. Every time he would do something, his fame would go and it would exceed him and he would show up and there would be people already gathered up because they already knew, like, hey, this is the main highway, guys. He's got to come through here. He can't get in the country any other way. He's got to come through here and people would already be sitting there they're waiting on him to show up and what the said bible told us the bible said that the presence and power of god was there to heal well if you read down further it says be careful therefore for the light that
3: is in you is that is not darkness so if your whole body is illuminated with no darkness do, with no dark parts it will be the entirely bright with light as when the lamp gives you light you will be as bright as rays right no i agree so when you're talking about that, it just it, it gave me that envision of,
0: you know, the light of Jesus. Well, think just, about it. Have you ever gotten around somebody and they looked at you and they're just like looking at you real funny? Yeah. And they're like, what's on you? I've had people do that. Like, wow, you smell good. <laughs> I've had that one a few times. Yeah. I've had that one a few times. Like, wow, what are you wearing? I was like, I'm in work clothes. I'm wearing nothing, actually. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking what uh, uh, Christy and Miko said about Triumph that. number seven. <laughs> Triumph number seven. No, um, I just want to point out, though, that all this goes right back to what we were saying about a double-minded dun, man dun, dun. is unstable in all his ways. You know, because if you are double-minded, you can't ask the Father for the healing or the blessing or anything that is necessary without, uh, <laughs> without being that connected without that full light being in you, so you can't have the darkness. You can't have any part of that chaos, any part of that darkness shining. Well, and it comes back to Luke 12, 8 through 9, and that's
0: where it said, if you deny me before men and the angels of God will deny, he will deny you. And I'm just paraphrasing it real quick. I didn't jump to it. But if you deny him, he'll deny you. You can't, again, like I said, the kingdom of heaven on earth cannot come and be hidden. It, it you know, I, I was thinking about this while I was praying earlier. Do you realize that candles by nature, when you light them, are required to give light? They cannot do anything else. And until that wick and that wax is gone, that is their only purpose, to provide light. And so, how much more, Jesus being in you, do you think it's required of you to produce life? Right. This isn't an option. And I think that's the epitome of what he was saying at its peak. Now, I'm just saying there's all kinds, you know, people teach out of the parables and they pull all kinds of things. And that's what the apostles did. They remembered the things that Jesus said. You talked about it last week, Jason. You said the Holy Ghost would bring to remembrance the things that was taught. Hey, do you remember when Jesus said this? Do you remember when Jesus said this? And so I think that. They did the exact same thing we're sitting here doing. You know what I'm saying? They they got had they got men filled with the Holy Ghost and women filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, really, it was men. There was no women in administrative positions at that particular time. But they would say, I'm not being sexist about it. They weren't. You know, they just Amber's like staring at me and Jason's giggling. So <laughs> I'm not being sexist about it. They just weren't. And so that they they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they were reasoning amongst themselves. And I believe there's even a scripture. I want to say it was in one of the prophets, I'm thinking Isaiah for some reason, but he, uh, he said, come and reason with me. You know, he was challenging people to come and reason with him. You know, God, God is all about communication and relationship, you know? So if he's going to take those steps towards you, you can't He can't put his kingdom on the inside of you for you to sit and hide it. You see what I'm saying? He requires that you're a light. He requires that you produce life. He requires that everything that you touch multiplies and increases. He requires that your life is increased. He requires that every time that you do something that you're going to glorify him in it. You know, he requires that. Anyways, so I could keep going, but (laughs) I'm just going to shut up.
2: (laughs) No, I think you're onto something there, though. Well,
0: Brandon's just sitting there very quiet. I'd love to hear your opinion, Brandon.
2: I'm just listening and taking it all in. You're not wrong at all. Uh, Goes back to last week when I said, you know, when we shine our light, it demands change. When you take light into a darkness or a dark area, you change everything in that situation. Because now, just like us, when we're born again... Jesus brought hope, he brought redemption, he was a propitiation for our sins. And now that we have salvation, we then go to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then we walk by the same Spirit, and then we do walk into the, the miracle signs and the wonders and things like that that begin to manifest through our gifts and callings by that same Spirit. So it, it is all, you know, kingdom-related, and it's brought through the same thing.
0: Well, think about it this way. Try being a Christian filled with the Holy Ghost. So God's already put a stamp of approval upon you. He filled you with the Holy Ghost, but now you got to fight with the Holy Ghost and you grieve the Spirit because His job is to help you manifest the kingdom of God to everybody you ever come in contact with.
1: Ephesians 4.30. You know, me and Amber was talking about
0: this one day because I can't remember where we were at, but people was getting uncomfortable with us. Where were we at? It was really recent. Someone was getting uncomfortable with us, and I made the comment. I said, "You know, if you're a Christian and you walk in a room and you don't make sinners uncomfortable, then you should check your spirit life."
3: I don't remember. Are where you where letting we were your light at?
0: shine? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If they, if you walk into a room and they are unchanged by your presence, and there's nothing about you that's any different to them than the people who were already standing in here before, then you need to check yourself. Or uh, Pastor Phil would say, you need to get a checkup from the neck up (laughs) (laughs) because something is wrong. And some people would say, well, that's a really abrasive view. No, it's not. Because Jesus walked in the room and not one time did anybody ever sit and question, you know, who he was. They knew who he was. And when he walked in the room, he, they didn't sit and try to come up with a conversation to have with him. He was the conversation. He was the conversation starter. Go ahead.
1: Well, every time a demon saw him, anybody that was possessed, immediately they cried out. Don't judge us before our time. Are you here to cast us out already? Yep. I
0: love it when... Unsafe people say, Oh, I believe in God. Well, the demons do too. And right. they flee. <laughs> well, it, I find it interesting that you guys are talking about that because of the fact that, you know, like
3: when you walk into a room and people are just like looking at you and they're just staring at you and they're not really saying anything to you, but they're looking at each other and they're kind of, you know, murmuring under their breath. But you know, they're talking about you because they're looking right at you while they're saying whatever they're saying. Like, and you know, you know, the only reason they're doing it is because of like you guys are both saying you know it's more than likely the fact that they see something on you that's really got them convicted and it's bugging them but they don't know how to address it so they're
0: they're well, talking amongst it. themselves instead That was the Katherine Coolman thing. That girl walk into a room and people just they would just come you know I literally this literally just happened to me a couple of weeks ago I had this guy and then we're going to kind of, we're going to move past this because we've been talking about it for a minute. Cause I really want to, I want to share vulnerabilities here. You know what I mean? I want to do that. So, uh, I had this kid come up and I was talking to this guy and we, and I've told you guys a little bit about him. It's a the guy I was talking about for getting the bathrooms and stuff like that. And, uh, me and him was talking and this kid comes up and he asks if we'd seen this guy over in this next door house. And I said, no, I said, we haven't. And this other guy hasn't even moved in yet. So he hasn't seen. And he goes, okay. And he's just sitting there talking to me because the other dude takes a phone call. And so he's just sitting there talking to me. And this guy just starts pouring his life story out to me. I mean, he just sits there. I mean, he's young kid, probably 18, 19. I mean, young kid. And I mean, I think he was on something, um, just kind of how he was acting and stuff like that. But, He's sitting there talking about how he was just wanting to check on this guy and just make sure he's okay, and, you know, he tries to take care of his friends, and And I'm not dumb. You know, I've been down this road before, so I kind of already had an idea what he was getting at, um, and he might have been using... Um, and maybe he was just trying to get some off a of dude or whatever. Then all of a sudden he starts telling me about some falling outs that he had and some reasons this dude got upset. And then he comes around and looks at me. He's like, well, he's like, I got this bike. And he's like going on about this bike and stuff like that. And, I mean, he just keeps going and just keeps going and just keeps going. And he's basically telling me everything he's ever done wrong with his life. And then he looks at me goes, okay, well, I borrowed the bike. <laughs> he's like, I mean, he just keeps right on going, man. He's just pouring it all out. And I just sat there. And finally, after about probably 10 minutes of that, I mean, at least 10 minutes of that, he goes, do you work for the city? And oh, I my said, gosh. <laughs> yeah, because I was there for, I was working, I was doing something city related. I work for the city. And he goes, oh, man. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, i busted. I didn't say anything to him. He's like, I'm going to put it back. <laughs> he's like, "He's just I don't know where that came from. The only thing I come up with was the anointing was on me. Oh, yeah. And so those are those are how I gauge. God, am I being sensitive? Am I am I hearing you? Am I being available? Is, because those kinds of things happen all over the place. Every all kinds of places I go, that happens, and uh, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes that'll open up a conversation for something else to just kind of happen. You know. Um, but anyways, I'll shut up because I want to hear your guys' story. So Amber, real quick, give us an example of a time where you. We said we'd do it last week, a time where you knew that you could shine your light and you did, and then a time that you knew you could shine your light and you didn't. Well,
3: I can tell you when I didn't just from last night, because after that Jesus Revolution movie that I went and seen... I was super excited and I was all stirred up and stuff. And I was talking to Ashton and I walked right past these teenagers standing over there. And it was a perfect opportunity to say, hey, you should go see that movie because, you know, it would have changed something in them. But instead I didn't. I just kept walking. So that could have been a perfect opportunity to sew something right there. But I didn't. I just kept going. But um a time that I have, I mean, every time I go into Walmart, I'm sharing it. Like I'm aware. <laughs>
0: I wish she was joking. (laughs) She's not.
3: And it's not. And I mean, I'm just so blank with it. Like, I'll just walk up to the cash registers and I'll be like, you know, Jesus loves you so much. And sometimes I get the reaction like, yeah, okay. Or, and then there's other times I get, yeah, he does. I know. Like, or there's, I really need to hear that today. Like, so I always get one of those three reactions but it's always the ones, I, I love the ones that always say, yeah, okay, because those ones I'm like, no, I'm serious, you know, and I can really share it to them. But then after that, because the, Cassie, the one that follows me around now, she was one of those who I had said y- that to, and she's like, yeah, okay, and she just kind of went on about her business, but then she got drawn to my daughter and now every time my daughter sees her, she points her out, and that's the reason now that
0: she keeps coming. And and she's talking been to the church to a few times because of that incident. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you,
2: Brandon? Brandon's had lots of.
0: Well, let's talk about situ- your highs before we talk about your lows. <laughs> um, I mean,
2: I'm, being an introvert probably doesn't help. No, it doesn't help. Uh, I mean, there's been multiple times there in situations I could have. Sh- you know, let my light shine, so to speak, whether it's with family, friends, or or strangers. M- my biggest issue that I've been addressing and stretching myself is when it comes to people I don't know. And it's not because of a lack of confidence. It's more a lack of maybe that I might not say or come across the way that I should in that situation, whether it's being sensitive or whether it's being thoughtful or, um, you know, some people they're so consumed with their time that they're like, oh, I just don't have time for this. I can't, I got to do this and things like that. And so those are, those are things that cross my mind. And, and at the end of the, at the end of that conversation in my mind, I'm like, yeah, there's no point in doing that. And, and that's the wrong mindset to have. Uh, so on the other side of the spectrum, uh, I work in a research and development establishment. I work with a lot of highly intelligent men and so they're very logical in that sense. And when I first started, uh, there was a gentleman who actually is my supervisor. He he was raised in the church, but he didn't he didn't stay with it. And so there were moments that I would pick up on that. And, and one day I just decided to start talking to him about the Bible and things like that and, and Jesus and what he's done in my life and how uh, it's affected my family and me personally. And then one day he just came up to me and he's like, you know, you've encouraged me. I started reading my Bible again. I started going to my bed and really thinking and getting back to that. He goes, and not only that, but my his father was a deacon for a church, and his mother was part of it. And so he's really let himself let that be known, and that was a moment. And not only that, but after that, uh, there was another gentleman who, he was older, he was in the Navy, and he just, because of my supervisor's uh, conversation with him, he come up and just started talking to me about God. And things that he had happened, he currently had a heart stroke, and, you know, we prayed about that and everything, and I check up on him daily. And so there, there are moments in there that I, I am glad to be there, and now I have a glimpse and an understanding of why God placed me there.
0: Well, not just that, but that gives you courage and confidence in a different area, and it helps build your faith. So that way, the next time you see the stranger walking past you in Walmart or, you know, whenever you and your future wife are out doing something and God rests your heart and says, hey, go talk to that person or, hey, just let them know that I love them or, hey, just, you know, sew $300 into them and just let them know that I'm thinking about them and just let them know that I want to provide for them. You know, it'll, it'll embolden your faith to start stepping out and doing that kind of stuff.
1: So that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. How about you, Jason? Oh, so we're talking about the failures first, right? Well, if that's—I mean, however you want to do it. Well, I, I want to put out. Um, I had a really big failure way back when I first got saved. Um, I went to the hospital with my mom, and while we're sitting in the—excuse <clears throat> me—in the lobby, I'm I'm sitting there, and I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me to buy these children some food. There's like three kids in there, and they were like scrounging around the uh, coffee cart. They used to have that at a hospital. They don't have it anymore. But they were scrounging around it trying to find something to snack on. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, go get them something to eat. And I failed because I sat there and I I talked myself out of doing it because, well, now I got to go get it for this person and that person and that other person. God never told me that. The Holy Spirit told me to get food for these kids and I failed to do it. And I found out later that mom had that same that same word given to her while she was waiting to go back. Because I had dropped her off and then came back a little bit later, but... Um, it, it, just, it confirmed to me that I missed that point. Now I do believe that God sent somebody else later to, to fill that need, but in that he taught me a valuable lesson not to ignore when the Holy spirit speaks and in doing so I, I try to stay attuned to it. Don't get me wrong. I, I fail sometimes. I'm not, nobody's perfect. The only one that was had had to die on a cross for us. But when when I see an opportunity, I, I try to take full advantage of it. You guys have sat with me when I'm talking to random people and, and uh, as our waitress, you know, just call them by a different name to get their attention. to, to That kinda, was slick. <laughs> it just, I will give you that was slick. <laughs> well, it, it, it's it's just a way of getting in to start talking to them. And then you you talked about it earlier. This guy just flooded you with all his life information. There's been times where I have secrets in my head that I've never wanted because people come up and they're like, I need to be unburdened and they'll just start talking to me about it. And it happens a lot at the gym because a lot of mentally ill people go to the gym. <laughs> I know because I'm one of them. No, I, I that's a joke, guys. I don't believe they're <coughs> mentally ill. I just know that we're all there trying to get something different out of ourselves. But that being the case, when you're available in that kind of an Avenue, people come up and start talking to you. And I had the advantage, this, uh, was a, past Sunday, actually, this, uh, no, the Sunday before this young girl was in there working out and, uh, and she started saying like how depressed she was. And I'm like, wait a second, that's not right. I, I caught exactly what she was saying. So I went and I started talking to her and I said, you know, that Jesus loves you. Right. And we just started having a conversation. She said, I don't believe he does. And I said, Ooh, no, no, he does. I said, just because the things happened to you in your past, and I don't have to tell what they were. And she never told me what they were, but the Holy Spirit was revealing. So I just started telling her, like, those things that those people did to you and how they treated you is not who you are. That's not who God ever intended for you to be. And I started laying out scriptures about how God has spoken more good things over her than the sands of the earth, how God has uh, prepared thoughts and plans for her that or that bring her to a greater end. And she just sat there and listened. And by the end of it, she's like, okay, I, I get it. I I do but she wasn't ready to make that plunge. But at the same time, that's a seed sown, planted, and even watered in one moment because you I, I was available for the Holy Spirit to use me. So
0: That's good. I like hearing you guys' stories. I really do. And it's encouraging too because like me, I'm one of those people when I go to sit down at the restaurant, I'm not thinking about who I got to reach. I'm ready to sit down, get my food, do what I got to do, and get out of there. Um, Because sometimes, and Amber knows this, like I'm so drained in other areas, um, you know, and I, it's not an excuse, but it's kind of how I try to reason with myself. Um, And part of the reason why I, and I've I've always kind of been like that, but I've always been very busy, very, very focused on what I'm doing. And so when we started with Indeed and In Truth and we started getting into doing, you know, trying to stalk the website and doing all this kind of stuff. So like I'm pouring myself into that. You know, so when I go out, I'm not thinking about who am I going to get to? You know what I mean? Who am I going to talk to today? Like, I'm, that's not even the first thought in my mind. My wife, on the other hand, and usually when I'm by myself, I can pull that off. My wife, on the other hand, makes sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> so... <clears throat> I can't
3: help it. Uh, like Jason was talking about how you know when he's talking about how the uh, the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you just do it. And it's like it comes back to the conversation I had with you earlier about how when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and God tells you to do something, Him being your Father, and you know how a Father is, you don't question Him. You just do it because you just don't question your Father.
0: Period. That's so just respect. As failed, I probably thousands of times. I mean. I mean literally thousands of times but um I've never been that person that God's used like he used Zamber. It's just never happened for me like that. Um usually when I release something to somebody it's profound. It's you know it's it's got some kind of heavy nature behind it and it's like there's no way this guy could have known this except God told him. Like that that's that's usually how that happens for me. Um And so I, my personally, I'm trying to learn how to kind of do things a little bit more like how Amber does them and stuff like that, uh, just so that way I can be a little more open about that and not so focused on, okay, well, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And, and not all those things are always bad either, you know, because I've got other things God's already told me that I need to be working on other things that I need to be doing. So I'm focused on that stuff. Um, But there are also those instances and, you know, Emma is like my prime example of that because Emma is, uh, you know, God let me just pour into her for a long period of time. I'm not even going to get into the whole story, but I just got the opportunity to pour into her for a really long period of time. And so I got to see like what you talked about. I got to see seed planted. I got to see it watered. I got to see it harvested. And so... Now she's fixing to get married. <laughs> and then she's 180 degrees in the opposite direction of where she was heading. So that encourages me, you know, and not just that, but I did that the same using the same methods that I believe God's given me. You know, whenever I ministered with people or talk with people or share things with them, I only ever invite them to church once. And I've heard thousands of pastors say, Oh, you need to keep inviting, you need to keep inviting. You need to keep that's not what the Holy Ghost told me to do. I invite them one time. And I let them know when I invite them that one time, this is a standing invitation. And whenever you decide that you want to do it, you're more than welcome to reach out to me and let me know. But I'm not going to come back. I'm not going to beat you with it. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to smack you in the head with the Bible. I'm not going to come in here. And you know. And and from there, I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost do what he wants to do. You know, I feel like we've got too many um, classes and um, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? Um, like projects and, uh, you know, God's and programs and just, you know, God's not interested in any of those things. He doesn't care about any of those things. I don't care how inspired you felt to put it together. Just even in those things, you still, it could be a full-blown, inspired, Holy Ghost thought-out plan, but you still have to give Him room to move around in it. You can't set the rules and just say, this is how it's going to be. You know, so for me that's kind of how I've always done things. Some people think I'm I'm totally wrong for that. Uh but I've got a success rate that's just ridiculous. You know, and quite honestly, I don't deal with people be rejecting me very often at all. Um, you
3: also have a serious um I don't know how else to word it, a serious issue with making sure that they stick to what they're saying. <laughs> like like it's okay, guys. Or like, or like <laughs> when, or like when the word when something happens, like when you pray for somebody or something, you always have to know, did it work? And it's like, well, if you prayed for it, then it should have worked because that's what Jesus said. But I'm just saying you
0: you always have to check. Like, no, are it's you not doing about, what you're supposed no, to be doing? Like no, it's not about that. It's not about checking. It's about I believe that when I pray for somebody, it is done, period. And so I will challenge them because sometimes people get prayer. And they're like, oh well, I need something. I need, I need you to pray for this. Okay, well we're gonna pray, and then we pray, and then all of a sudden they're like, well I just don't know if it worked. Okay, fine, let's pray again. No, I'm not doing that mess. I grab you up and I pray. Jesus never once came back a second time.
3: No, that's not what I'm saying.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's why what no, I was saying. That's what all. I'm saying. I, he never came back a second time. My expectation is I'm supposed to be like him, right? My job is to walk in a spirit-filled life just like he did. So therefore, if I'm doing that. I expect those same results, hence the reason why we had a great opportunity, the two of us, really to shine our light. Uh, I remember the first time Steve and Sharon really come over and hung out with us, and if you're listening, guys, we love you. But uh, uh, I remember the first time they really come over and hang out, and you walked out the door and snapped your ankle off the side of the porch. She literally stepped down. You heard it go pop, and she just laid there on the ground. And so you know, Sharon's standing out there, Glenna's standing out there, and Amber's sitting there, and she's like, Kind of wigging out. I'm, like, yelling at her because if you don't know Amber, then, you know, you got to yell at her when she gets like that because she won't listen otherwise. So if you guys, if she ever gets, like, really hurt and you hear me screaming at her, I promise it's a part of the process. Just
3: ignore it. Just ignore
0: it because it's the <laughs> only way to get, no, I'm serious. And the first time you see it, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, I was there when it happened. That Yeah, incident?
3: you were. He was. Was you?
0: Okay. And uh, I just grabbed her by her ankle and prayed for her. And I made her, I was like, all right, how's it feel? She's like, it's still a little stiff. I was like, get up and walk on it. I didn't give her a chance. I just yanked her up. I was like, start walking. Jesus didn't stand around and question, you know, he just said, hey, pick up your bed and walk.
3: Uh, I was just, I was talking about the instance, like, where I've been in, like, I've been in situations where I've prayed for people and you're, you're like, well, did you check on them? Did you see if it worked? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, because Verify the miracles. I, I don't, I don't ask. Like I, if I prayed for you, I expect that God did it, period. End of story. Well, I was Done. just thinking
0: about Chris's. Uh, I don't need to know. I was just thinking about his statistic. You know, one of the first Sundays he came to OBM in the main house, 101 reported miracles took place in one Sunday. And so we've just got to have an expectation. We got to be that candle. We've got to be lighted up. We've got to be shining ourselves out to everybody around us because God is looking to do supernatural things in the lives of people. And if we don't give him the chance to do it, he's using you. He gave his body up so that you could live. Therefore, your body belongs to him. The Bible says to present it as a living sacrifice, which is a reasonable service. So you got to stay lit. (laughs) Yeah, you got to stay lit. (laughs) But like I said earlier, candles are required to, by nature, produce a light. So we are required by nature now to produce life. That's it. He said he was the way, the truth, and the life. So we provide the way to people. We can provide truth to them, and we can be life to them. That doesn't mean that we are givers of life. That's not what I'm saying. But you do herald the one who gives life. And you have a responsibility. The Bible told us that we were ambassadors. And so we have a responsibility to take it to him and to do those things. So, um,
1: I don't know. What do you guys think? Go ahead. Just real quick, I want to point out that we are all in agreement, and every one of us are nodding in here, but nobody sees us nod. Like, we're all back here nodding up <laughs> and down like, yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's that's beautiful, man. It, it's well-spoken. I think that... Uh, just the amount of knowledge that was just laid out tonight is is kind of baffling if if you if this is your first time hearing it man just grab hold on that because that's that's real word stuff no i agree i'm
0: serious we've got to be uh we've got to be a people that shine we have to we have to mirror him i like that definition we do we have to mirror him we got to be like now it doesn't mean you're always going to get it right because you're still human Me and Amber argued about this one time. You know, salvation didn't remove your humanity. You're still going to have to deal with your flesh. You're still going to have to fight through it. You're still going to have to handle it. But handle it. Crucify it. Don't let it control you. So, that being said, if you're listening tonight and uh, today, sorry, and uh, you are... Just first time hearing this, you know. Maybe you don't know what it's like to be a light. Maybe you don't know what it's like to have Jesus in your life or have confidence and boldness and who you're supposed to be. Maybe you don't even know who you are. Maybe you're still gouging and grinding for purpose, and maybe you haven't figured out what it is that God wants you to do with your life. And so tonight, today, what we're going to do is we're going to give you an opportunity uh, to make that decision. Um, and so I'm going to lead you, uh, and I just want you to repeat this prayer with me and. Uh, After you do that, you know, we'll have some more info for you, but just want you to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you today and I just renounce sin. I renounce my life in the world. I ask for you to come into my heart and to be Lord and Savior, that you would wash me with the water of the word, God, that you would wash me with the Holy Spirit. God, and from this day forward, I will live for you because you died for me. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you accepted Christ, we want to know. You can reach out to us at our website. You can let us know at the contact tab, whatever it is. Just let us know. We don't want to make statistics out of people. We're not posting it for people to see it. We just want to know. We want to celebrate with you. The Bible says that all of heaven stops and celebrates one sinner who comes back in. And so even if we did this for the next 20 years and only two people got saved, it was worth doing it just for two people to get saved. So please, please, please reach out and let us know. We really do want to know, and we really do care. Um, That having been said, uh, Brandon, do you want to pray us out? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and let you, if you need anything you want to add to it or say to it, go ahead and then go ahead and pray us out.
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to come together and to reason amongst one another. We thank you for the opportunity to come and be in your word and really break things down, but also to be and have a moment of vulnerability, to be able to show others how you have manifested in our life. I pray that they take away this knowledge wisdom and understanding with a heart of gratitude and to reflect you, Jesus. I thank you for all this, and I give you the praise and glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Okay, guys. Hey, join back in with us next week. Uh, I think we're gonna pop into another parable, unless you guys feel like this needs another week. Any, any, anything? No. Okay. Looks like I got nose across the studio, so we will, uh, we will crack open another parable, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So you guys, tune in. Take care, and God bless.